Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectivate, I'm joined by Greg, and we're back for the return of the Cinch Premiership this weekend. It's great to be back, Greg. It is indeed. It's been a long four weeks. We've had to endure quite an awful and brutal World Cup. And I'm absolutely delighted to have um, the Scottish Premiership back. Although, saying that, it's minus 100 outside here <laughs> in Scotland this week. And there's going to be a lot of call-offs in the lower leagues. But thankfully, due to undersoil heating, um, the Scottish Premiership will resume. And we might get a couple of games in the Championship too. Yeah, we're just glad to have it back at all, given the way the weather's been. And obviously, we're delighted to welcome Div McDonald back onto the podcast from Pine Bothell. How's things, Div? I am awesome. Really looking forward to the football. Proper football starting again. Um, excellent. Very exciting. Very exciting weekend ahead. We had a wee taste tonight, didn't we? A five-goal thriller at Ibrooks. Yeah, I thought it was a really good game. I really enjoyed the first half particularly. I thought uh, it was a riot. Uh, both teams seem to have forgotten how to defend during the winter break. Uh, but yeah, Rangers controlled the second half really well and got the probably win. They probably deserved it over the piece, but definitely rode a lot in the first half and they won't get away with defending a guy uh, like that against other teams. Um, Hibs, bit of a mess. Bit of a mess. Just like to yeah. point out, because we're not speaking about Hibs tonight because they played tonight against Rangers, I'd just like to call out that's them lost seven of their last eight matches now. Uh, they are at home to Livingston, then they play Celtic, then they play Hearts. So uh, it's a massive, massive three games for um, E. Johnson. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially you wouldn't have expected him to go to Ibrox and get much tonight, but they were two one up. Could have been three or four div in that first half. Uh, yeah. they just just never turned up in the second half, did they? Yeah, no, they were really they, they, they had the run of Rangers in the first half, that's for sure. And then but yeah, second half Rangers completely dominated them. They, they barely got out of their own half actually second half. So uh, but I, I do note that the one game they won in that eight game run that Greg's just done <laughs> sure, was a real fabulous involvement. I was at and uh, they were actually really good that day. So I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah, he's going to be um, he's going to be a man under pressure, Lee Johnson. Uh, with those, as Greg says, those three tough games coming up. Uh, yeah. seven defeats and eight is sacking territory for any Hibs manager. Yeah, it is indeed. And uh, while we're on the subject, I guess we should mention the major managerial change uh, during the World Cup break, Greg. Uh, which one? <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to go with Michael Beale's appointment at Ibrox. Oh, Michael Beale. <laughs> I'm sure I'm talking about Stenhouse Muir. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, so he's off to a winning start. Um, I didn't see much change tonight, Div, to be honest. No, I mean, I don't think it starts. I mean, Rangers had only lost one, I think, 46 uh, league games at home, or 42 or 46, one or the other. So their home form's never been uh, a problem. Uh, It's only recently been their away form that's really caused uh, concern. I know they have drawn a couple of games at home that they should have won as well. But, yeah, there wasn't a huge amount to see different. Uh, I thought Tillman was really good, uh, particularly second half. Um, They've still got plenty of good players, and they should be there or thereabouts, you know, but... They ain't, going to, they ain't going to challenge Celtic. Uh, not a chance. This season. Uh, Greg, um, just to touch on that game again, just the corners for Rangers is always worth looking at and they delivered tonight again, didn't they? They did, yeah. It finished 8-4 tonight. And as mentioned on the channel this, this afternoon, I did look at a good old bet builder in this match, Rangers to win and Rangers corners. But with it being the first match back, it was really cold tonight out there. So I'll just enjoy the, the occasion. So, yeah. yeah, eight corners, another four for Hibs. Hibs obviously been fantastic for corners this season. Yeah, yeah especially so away from home. 
Yeah, especially from home. They'll be disappointed to only, only got four, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I think they, they hit three quite early on. But no, it's a, a must win for Rangers tonight. They got the three points, job done. But I think they've obviously watched the game. Uh, still a lot of work to be done, I think. Yeah, and obviously those corners are definitely ones to the notebook as we get further into the season as well. Uh, OK, we've got a full card minus that game this weekend, but the weather has been particularly cold. I don't think it's been above zero degrees so far uh, this week here in Scotland. Uh, snow is expected tomorrow, Dev? Uh, I think Friday. on the West Coast there's going to get a little bit because we've not really had so much, have we? But um, we meant to get some tonight, some yellow warning tonight, so maybe some snow falling, but I think as Greg says, the Premiership all have under heating, so they should hopefully all go ahead unless there's like mega snow. Um, and then a, they, a they called it the, um, the Paisley Sean Batty. That's how <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of grounds in the championship we're under so so we should get a few games on but it's very hard to see anything in League 1 and League 2 uh, it's like Tim right there isn't it it's been minus yeah. conditions for over a week now it's yeah, horrible uh, uh, and I feel sorry for the clubs because I've been putting them under so heat on at this moment with energy prices of course the flood. That's true. That's very true. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to kind of skip over League One and League Two this week. It's probably we've got no yeah, a waste of our time and a waste of the listeners' time, no doubt, um, once this weather kicks in uh, Friday, Saturday. So we'll have a look at the, the Championship, we'll have a look at the Premiership. Uh, over in Qatar, I don't think we'll have any issues with the cold weather there uh, for Sunday. We've ended up with a, an Argentina-France final for all the shocks. Greg, it's the second and the third favourites in the betting pre-tournament that are in the final. Yeah, it's been, it's been some tournament anyway in terms of surprises and... Uh, to be fair, I think a lot of punters have been absolutely hammered um, in this competition. So many shocks. The bookies must be rubbing their hands now. They, yeah. they, they really must be. So many shock results, so many underperforming sides. Um, my biggest delight was not getting involved. I think we put <laughs> up some ant post uh, selections that kind of covered itself in the end. And I think about five bets up out of 62 games. So not a bad return in terms of staying away from it but yeah it's been pretty horrible for punters and I think most folk will be happy to see the back of it and we can concentrate on the delights of domestic football in Scotland England Italy and France yeah did uh, Greg how have you enjoyed the tournament actually you know what I watched a lot of the, the opening games in the first round of matches then I kind of switched off a little bit uh, I guess as well because I wasn't doing any any betting in, on those matches as well. I was kind of just happy to have a bit of a break, to be honest with you. It was good to recharge the batteries, um, enjoy the games I did watch, and quite looking forward to watching the final on Sunday. I think Argentina versus France should be a cracking game. Really want Argentina to win. I've not been that impressed by France. I haven't watched them a couple of times now in, in the in the semi-finals and the, the quarters versus England. I don't think they played well at all against England, and they kind of obviously deserve to go through to the final but really want Argentina to win Yeah, Div, it's 95 each side the bookies can't separate them Yeah, it's good. it should be a good one uh, I'm kind of with Greg, I, I think Argentina are just of late, just look as though they've upped the game a little bit whereas France, if anything, look as though they are kind of stumbling a wee bit and obviously they're a very very good side and they'll come against an Argentinian side that will probably attack them a little bit more than, than the likes of Morocco did but yeah 
I think um, it's, it's written in the stars for Macy to win this one, isn't it? It, it, it should be. Uh, I think he's been outstanding the last couple of games. He's really upped his game and showed why he is probably the greatest player of all time. And if he can just cap that off by winning a World Cup and what is, I don't know if it is his thousandth game or he's just passed his thousandth, um, but it's uh, it will be a good story. And I really hope they do win it. Actually, I'll, I'll be rooting for them on Sunday. Yeah, I think most football fans will be. Um, not so much the guy who backed Argentina to win the World Cup at, <laughs> at 28 to 1, only to then realise it was a rugby World Cup we had backed him to win. <laughs> I'd been getting shared on Twitter this week, which I thought was probably something I would do, but I, I'd like to think I'd think the 28 to 1 was a bit big on Argentina to win it. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, I'm sitting on a, a bet slip pre tournament on Argentina to win, so I'm obviously in camp messy for Sunday uh, so fingers crossed anyway we'll crack on with the Scottish games we've got an early kick off on Saturday it's at Pretodre it's Aberdeen against Celtic uh, I think this one will be really interesting actually Aberdeen have a very very strong home record um, Celtic have been excellent all season just one defeat uh, are we chance for Aberdeen to catch Celtic cold potentially Greg? Very much so. I think you have to give a lot of respect to Aberdeen's home form this season. They've been sensational. I think that's six wins from seven home games, 18 points from 21. I think Aberdeen's big issue, obviously, is their away form, which we've, we highlight quite a lot in the podcast. But at home, though, their, their home record's outstanding. And when you look at their matches versus Celtic at Pataudry over the last, what, couple of seasons, they've all been very close games. A 3-2 defeat, a 2-1 defeat, a 1-1 draw, a 3-3 draw and a 2-1 defeat. So whilst they haven't won any of those six matches, they've picked up two draws and there's only been a goal in it. Early kickoff as well, Celtic players, well, there's obviously a couple on international duty. It's always a bit of a worry after a month off. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're starting the season again almost yeah. after such a long break. And I don't think Aberdeen would have been particularly that fussed for the World Cup. They'd have been happy to continue the pursuit of finishing third. But it's a really interesting match, this one. Aberdeen 6-1, to one, Celtic 2-5. to five. Just a bit short, I think, given Aberdeen's home form. But Celtic have been relentless, haven't they, this season? Uh, 14 wins from 15 is quite an incredible start to the season for them. Yeah. But for me, there's probably a few angles here. And one of those angles will be Aberdeen corners. Yep. Um, I just think Aberdeen will... will... Fancy their chances this weekend, Div. Um, as I say, catching Celtic, they're, they're as cold as Aberdeen, I suppose, but um, Celtic were taking some serious momentum uh, into games before the break. That's obviously been disrupted a wee bit. Some of the players have went away uh, on the winter break. On the upside, it uh, looks like Callum McGregor is closely coming back to the side as well, but they'll obviously be without uh, Josip Juranovic, who got to the... In fact, he's got a game on Saturday, actually, uh, in Qatar. Um, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I think it's, it should be a classic game. I and mean, Aberdeen's home form, as Greg says, tremendous. Six wins and a defeat, scoring 22 goals. Celtic, seven away wins. Uh, obviously, they got beat by some man, but that's that's a given. Um, 28 <laughs> goals scored in those seven away victories this season and 14 wins from 15 in the league. It's just been absolutely relentless. Um, I think 6-1 to one in, in Aberdeen looks really big, but I can see them scoring. Um, whether they can beat them, I'm not so sure, but what I like is uh, I mean, Aberdeen's penalty stats are incredible. They've had seven home games this season. I've beat seven penalties. They've had six of them 
uh, and they've conceded one penalty, which was also against St Mern, uh, and they've had more penalties uh, than any other team in the league. They've had eight in total this season, and I think in the in the VAR era that we're now living in, a penalty in this game is a reasonable shout. Uh, a penalty in any Scottish Premiership <laughs> game is a reasonable shout right now, uh, because they're, they're definitely still adapting to it. I think there's a sort of game that two teams going for it, a lot of penalty box action. You could easily see a penalty in this one, and, and that's that would be a wee tip for me for this one. A penalty in a game in Bet365 are offering 2.62 on that, which isn't brilliant, um, but I, I think given the stats that we've seen recently, it's it's worth a wee punt. Greg, I think the next time we've got Div on the podcast, we'll need to do an over-under on his number of mentions of St Mirren. I think he's managed that about 10 <laughs> times oh, already. We'll get to that shortly. And we've we'll not even got to a St Mirren game yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, before VAR was introduced, Greg, we spoke a lot about just how potentially it might affect the Scottish game. And it's fair to say we have seen a, a big effect, especially in the penalty count. Well, yes, and Johnston have taken a lot of um, satisfaction from VAR so far. We've had quite a few things go our way in the games that we've played since VAR's been introduced. But as you say, lots and lots of penalties <laughs> across a lot of the games. Uh, quite a few cards as well. So, obviously, we had that red card issue, I think, with Tony Watt on the first was the first weekend. Yeah. Which didn't look great, but it's just going to take a bit of time to, to, to bed in. But it does seem to be getting used in most matches, but the time between the decision happening and VAR being introduced... You're talking four or five minutes sometimes, six minutes. Yeah. That's the thing that fans will really want to move away from and getting these things decided quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, I think that's been the frustration for the fans. But um, yeah, it's maybe something that some punters may have lost sight of during the break. It's just the number of penalties that were being awarded before we stopped. So good shout, Div, 13 to 8 for a penalty to either side. Yeah, that's right, yep. Okay. I think with Celtic involved as well, there's, there's, there's every chance in Aberdeen's home stats, as they've said, corner-wise is fantastic. But for me in this match, um, Aberdeen Corners, obviously very strong at home. They've hit 4, 5, 8, 5, 4, 5 and 3 in their home games, Aberdeen. So they've only failed to hit 4 on one occasion. They're 5 to, 11 to 8, sorry, to hit 4 corners. I just think, early kick-off at Pataudry, Aberdeen will be buzzing to try and keep moving on with third place and I think backing Aberdeen over 3.5 corners at 11 to 8 is worth taking on Absolutely, that's a Greg Browning special Hopefully it will be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later in the afternoon then we've got 4 3pm kickoffs. we've got Hearts v Kilmarnock at Tynecastle uh, it's, a, it's a team that Hearts have actually struggled against Greg Kelly are unbeaten in the last 6 v Hearts, they've won 5 and lost 1 however, uh, Kelly have scored just 1 goal away from home in 8 games all season well, word on the street is Kilmarnock actually have hearts up on their mantelpiece. <laughs> That's how much Kilmarnock own hearts at the moment. Um, they've got some records. I think at the moment, they've won their last five matches to um, Tynecastle. I don't think even Rangers Celtic could probably um, have that record. Yeah. They're unbeaten in seven games now at Tynecastle, and I think there's four one the wins in those results. So don't get me wrong, it's a place Kilmarnock love to go to. They love a one they win. They're four to one, but I don't see Hearts slipping up here. I think Hearts at home, no more European football to contend with. They'll have a lot of their players who were injured back training, back wanting to play in this match. And you have to say, I probably expect a, a narrow Hearts win at four to five. But I think Kilmarnock might have his backers just in the fact that Kilmarnock do love going to Tynecastle. 
Yeah, but it's the only case that you can make for Kilmarnock, really. Um, I think Hearts obviously have had a tough European campaign. Fair to say, Div, that's affected their, their league forum, but they can put that behind them a bit now and just focus on trying to finish third in the table. Yeah, I think the, the Europe, European games definitely stretch the squad. They, they picked up quite a few injuries, some of them longer-term ones as well. So the breaks probably come at a good time for them. Um, they must be looking at the league table and pinching themselves because they've really not played particularly well and yet they're still right in touch for third place. Uh, their home win is, is still, their home form, sorry, is still really good. Um, and as you say, Kamarnock's away form is... Uh, the worst in the league. They've only taken one point away from home all season, which was against St. Mun. Uh, <laughs> you get them in in every game, by the way. Um, so only Rangers and Celtic have left Tynecastle all three points this season, and I, I don't see that changing. I think uh, I think Hearts, although Kilmarnock's record is ridiculous there, I think the 45 on offer for Hearts is, is really tempting uh, in this one. Corners is other angle. Hearts have had 17 corners, uh, match corners in the last two home games. Uh, they lost 11-6 and won 11-6 and they had, and there was 12 corners when they went to Ibrox as well. So, so the last three games have featured a lot of corners. I'm not quite sure why in particular those three games have but uh, I kind of looked everywhere in this game and I couldn't really find anything I liked other than Hearts to win. Yeah, I think it's going to show it's any at 45, Greg. Yeah, it is. I think I've written down no bet for this match. I think there's a lot of opportunities from this weekend's games. But I think Hearts fans especially will be fully expecting three points. And I think they should, with the squad they've got and the team they've got against a side, as they've said, who do not travel well at all. And yeah. as we all know, Kamanic's main issue now is scoring goals. Kyle Lafferty, whilst didn't score that many goals for Kamanic, he was a vocal point there. Their attack, and they're still missing him. So, uh, yeah, a narrow home win for me. Yeah, uh, another team who don't travel particularly well, Dundee United. They've yet to win away from home as well. They've had three draws and five defeats on the road. They lost, in fact, to one just one and seven before the break. Div uh, their three points adrift at the bottom of the table. Face a tough trip to Livingston on Saturday. Yeah, they do. Um, they've obviously they, they did win there in the League Cup shortly after Jack Ross was emptied. Um, but Livingston uh, beat them at Tannadice when Jack Ross was in charge. So Livingston's home forms improved again. They've they've won five of their eight home games this season. Uh, Ross County's the only real blip. Rangers and Celtic went there and won. But apart from them and Ross County, everybody else uh, Livy have beaten. So I expect them probably to beat United on Saturday. But it's just got that feeling of a very, very close game to me. Um, so I actually like to look at unders in this, which is... I'm, I'm warming to unders, actually. I've wow. had a wee bit more success. Can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> I know, I know. But I think under three and a half match goals is, uh, looks, to me, pretty safe. Uh, and I do like, uh, I think, Livingston's corner count at home. It's been good. Uh, they've hit 9, 8, 0 and 7, with the 0 being against Celtic. So you forgive them for that one. But hitting 9, 8 and 7 in the last three home games outside of the Celtic winner. So I fancy them to get over four against the United side that will probably be defending for a lot of this game. Um, so yeah, under three and a half match goals over four Livingston corners is a wee bet builder tip for me. 1.86, that pays on bet three six dollars. Yeah, not a bad shout. I think the is it eight out of the last nine have gone under two and a half, Div. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not usually many goals between these two when they meet... Um, could have been a heartful now on Saturday, <laughs> but uh, I just can't see it. I mean, Livingston, are, I think Livingston are playing pretty well, to be honest. I, 
I do fancy them to make a real serious push for top six. Um, they're doing. They're doing everything that they do every other season. They start off pretty poorly, everybody writes them off, and then they go on amazing runs, and they're just doing exactly the same thing again. You never write them off. Um, I'd, I'd probably fancy we win this game, to be honest, but I wouldn't be, be backing that. Yeah, there's not much to suggest that there's going to be goals. Livingston, unbelievably fourth in the table, having go- scored 15 goals in 15 games. Right? <laughs> yeah, they don't score many goals, but I think you've got to credit Livingston. They don't get a lot of credit. In, in Scottish football talk but they are only two points off third at the moment which I think is an incredible achievement for Livingston again I must admit I had them to struggle this season mm-hmm. and it would be a real surprise package to be sitting where they are if they win this match on Saturday I'm pretty sure they go something like 14 points ahead of Dundee United they're 11 points ahead at the moment I think and they're already pretty much guaranteed to be playing uh, Premiership football next season, which I think is Livingston's aim every season, as yeah. it is, with clubs yeah. like St Mirren, for example. So, in terms of this match <laughs> itself, <laughs> in terms of this match itself, Dungeon the three to one. I don't think you could back it. Livingston are probably a decent price at evens. I, I, I just couldn't touch this game at all. No score would surprise me here. I think Livingston's home form is good, as they've said. Dungeon corners is interesting. They've hit four at Kilmarnock, six at Motherwell, four at Rangers, ten at Ross County, and six at St Mirren. So Dungeon United Corners is another angle to, to look at. And they're two to five to hit four corners and four to five to hit five. So it's maybe something I'll look at and share on the channel at the weekend. Yeah. Okay, but Dave, you're going for the Bet365 bet builder, then it's under three and a half goals plus over four Levy Corners. That's the one. Okay, doke. Okay, this is your time to shine, Div. It's Motherwell v St Mirren. <laughs> Motherwell, again, another team in terrible form before the break. Just one win in the last eight. That was a, a win that won at Dundee United, of all places. Uh, St Mirren been pretty poor on the road. Div just won one away, uh, lost five, conceded the most goals away. Uh, well, joint with Aberdeen, 17 goals versus Motherwell, who've got the worst home record. So something's got to give this weekend. Yeah, no, I, I went through all the stats and this is, as you say, our, our away record is, is appalling. Uh, when we lose a goal, we just look as though we just fall apart and as though we're going to concede every time another team come up the park. But our home form has been excellent. Um, Motherwell, actually, the, the reverse, their away form is really good. They're the best team in the away from home outside of the old firm. Um, but they're the worst team at home. Um, so it's... It's really hard to know what's going to happen in this game. Last season, there was 10 goals scored when the two of us met at Fur Park. That's usually a game that um, that produces a couple of goals in recent times. That They seem to be tighter games when they come to Paisley, but when we go there, for whatever reason, there seems to be quite a lot of goals. Um, I did notice today that, here's some good stats for you, Greg, 83.3% of St Mern's away games this season have produced over nine and a half match corners. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there seems to be a lot of callers. We we've we've had quite a lot to be fair in away games. We've had eight, 13, 10, 13, 12 and twelve match corners, sorry. So um yeah, so I think um I I think it should be a reasonably open game. I quite fancy a couple of goals in this game. 
Um, John Beaton's a ref, which is disappointing because um, he's he doesn't just, like St Myrna. Just general, <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> he's booked Joe Ayunga both the St Myrna games that he's ref this season. Uh, so that's a wee, a wee uh, tip for you there because he'll definitely start for us. He's shown a red card in all three games that he's ref featuring Motherwell this season uh, against St Myrna, first game of the season. Uh, uh, Celtic when he said I sent off Callum McGregor and the one that you mentioned Tony Watt uh, for Dundee United so he's, he's produced a red card in three games out of three that he's left in uh, Motherwell uh, one have conceded a penalty in four of our six away games I'm full of the stats t- tonight yeah, but anyway uh, <laughs> yeah, I could go on uh, my tip here I'd do over one and a half match goals and St Munn to go over three corners and that's a 45 shot 1.8 uh, I'm not going to Predict us at one win, but we probably will win. I just try to, <laughs> <laughs> to check out if there was a price for a red card, but bet three six five don't seem to have anything yet. Uh, Greg, you got an angle on this one? I've got no bet on this match. Uh, an impossible match to fathom out. Uh, it could go anyway. I think as they said, Mother was home form really poor. Sitman's <laughs> away form really poor. Nil nil written all over it, but. <gasps> That said, it's first come back after the break. It's a massive game for St Man and Motherwell because St Man could essentially go 10 points ahead of Motherwell here. There's a seven-point gap at the moment, I think. Motherwell really need to get some points on the board. Um, Motherwell struggling this season as we, as we thought they might. And they still look pretty much nailed on for me to finish in the bottom six, Motherwell. But yeah, I think this match is best left alone. Saying that, though, I do like the look of Div's bet more yeah. The one thing I would say, I've been to, I think, all Superman games minus one this season. And I genuinely believe the first game of the season at home to Motherwell was as well as we played against anybody, apart from maybe Celtic. Uh, and, and we lost 1 0. We absolutely battered them and managed to lose 1 0. Partly because Liam Kelly turned into flipping prime time, Dino's off. But um, <laughs> honestly, we played really well against them. And I, I, I fancy us, I think we'll come out the traps. Strong. I'm predicting a, a strong Sutton performance. We will now now lose. I'm I'm sure of that. But because I predicted that on on the podcast. But I do. I think we'll come back strong, and I think we'll win on Saturday. There you go. For our younger listeners, uh, Dean was off. Was the Italian Open <laughs> of 1980s? <laughs> Everybody knows who Dean was off is. Yeah, you're really showing your age there, Diff. Come on. <laughs> Surprised you never stayed Lev Yashin, to be honest. Or Campbell Money. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going back a bit. Uh, okay, just remind us of that bet builder again, Dev. So, over one and a half match goals and one over three team corners, 45, 1.8. 45, and you wouldn't talk anyone out of the 23 to 10 on St Mirren? Not at all. Okay. Uh, last but not least, Greg, we've got Ross County now, St Johnson now. Um, on Saturday I think that's very very disrespectful for two of the league's informed sides at the moment um, the bookies can't split the teams 17-10 uh, to 10 for Ross County 17-10 to 10 for St Johnston Ross County have definitely improved in recent weeks they picked up um, they're probably a side who really didn't want the World Cup break to come after a really tough start to the season they, they beat St Man 3-2 most teams score three at home to St Mirren, to be fair. They <laughs> then went to Hibs and won 2-0. And they gave Celtic a real scare at Celtic Park yeah. before the break. They went one nil up through a penalty, but ended up losing 2-1. At the same time, St Johnston in a great run of form at the moment too. Unbeaten in five. Uh, three wins and two draws. A 2-1 win against Hibs. 
beat Kilmarnock 1-0. A fine 2-1 win at home to Rangers, and that was followed up by a 2-2 draw at St Mirren, uh, a 95th minute overhead sclaff by Nicky Clark, <laughs> and a 1-1 draw with Motherwell. So we are sitting pretty at the moment with 21 points, uh, just four points off fourth, which is incredible, really. And it's a massive, massive game here for, for both sides. I just think Ross County at home, we are probably due a defeat. And I say that in, in the fact that to go five games unbeaten in this league is, is good going for any side outside the, uh, the top two or three. Uh, I think as well, we've scored two or more goals now in four of our um, away games this season. But again, there's no way I could back a side to win here. What I do like the look of, though, is you've guessed it, some corner action here. We have hit the, the lowest number of corners in the league this season. Um, in our last six games, we've hit two, two, one, three, zero, three, and eight. And that eight was in the last game against Motherwell. But looking at Ross County's home form, they've won the corner count now in three of their last four. They they beat Motherwell four three in corners, they beat Hearts six one, and they beat Dungeon United seven five. So I just think with Ross County at home, and bearing in mind the away side in this match has only won three times in the last fifteen games. So not a lot of away wins, and St Johnston haven't won in Inverness in their last six visits. So all that kind of bodes well for me. St Johnston don't hit many corners. Ross County at home in decent shape and some good numbers, and I'm taking Ross County most corners at even money, and that's um, even money with Skybet and Bet365. Yeah, I think you make a good case for that. Um, just to point out. The 0-0 draw, I think it's two of the last four meetings have been 0-0, and I think is it six of the last ten meetings have been drawn, Div? Yeah, I mean, it's a typical St. Johnson start, really, isn't it? They're, they're, they're one of the dullest teams in the league. Um, they try and ship best away to points on the road. No, actually, no, I, I did look at this game, and it is one of them. I'm just like, it's going to be so quite, very close. It's going to be tight. Um, I think, as Greg says, both those teams are arguably... Didn't win the World Cup uh, break. They've probably been in good, the best form that they've been in all season. So it, it's hard to again. It's, it's well, you never know how teams are going to come back from a break. Uh, sometimes they come back and they're rejuvenated and they're firing all cylinders. Sometimes they come back and they're a bit of a mess. But I think this one's just going to be a close game. So again, I've gone unders on this one, under three and a half match goals. It's again looks pretty safe to me but I think with both teams there's quite a lot at stake again so both teams to receive a card and then as Greg has touched on I think County Corners uh, completes a bet builder for me so over three County Corners and all of those three things in a bet builder gives you a nice wee 1.9 shout uh, and that completes the pie and bovel treble for this weekend Yeah you're loving your bet builders this week Um, Yeah I, I just think it's uh, Best way to squeeze a wee bit of value yeah, yeah. being too risky this weekend. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I think it's a great show in terms of the bet builder. It's very difficult after a month layoff. Mm-hmm. You just try to find a little bit of value as well, but trying to make it as easy as possible to, to get that even money or above winner or round about the even money mark. And I think the fixtures this weekend, are, it's a very, very tough set of fixtures. Yeah. And that's the benefit, though, of um, indulging in the corners and cars market. 
yeah, allows you to do that, doesn't it? Okay, we'll recap those Premiership bets just at the end of the podcast. Before we get there, we're going to have a quick look at the Championship. Uh, Greg, we had you on, I think it was the Anti-Post podcast, and we spoke about just how tight this Championship was going to be. Um, Era still top, but it looks like Dundee are the team that have got their act together at the moment. Finally, yes. Um, they, they have. They're in good form at the moment, Dundee. Just a point behind Ayr, who at the halfway point, I have to say, 32 points. Are they going to do it? I, I don't think they will. I think they'll fall away. Queen's Park are only two points behind as well. They've had a fantastic season, Queen's Park. Uh, Morton as well, another surprise package. You'd have to say Inverness, bitterly disappointing. Nine points off the pace. Wraith Rovers as well, 10 points off the pace. And Patrick Thistle, who play air on, on Saturday at Furhill. If Patrick Thistle lose this match, that's them out of the title race. That would see them fall, what, 11 points, 12 points behind air. And there's no coming back from that. So don't get me wrong, it's, it's been a fascinating league. I don't think any of the sides at the moment are good enough to compete in the Premiership. Whoever comes up will do so in merit, but I don't think they'll compete next season and you have to say Dundee are probably best equipped to, to come up uh, in terms of their squad and that's no disrespect to Ayr in Queen's Park and Morton who've all had a fantastic season so far I just think it's a long way to go yet a lot of games to be played still and I think Dundee a bit like Kilmarnock last season who got the job done in the end I think Dundee are capable of doing that as well Yeah and to be fair we were out with the uh... Stuart, who was on the podcast a, a few weeks ago from the Ayrshire Post, um, and he reckons that Ayr have done fantastic, but they are uh, a quite a small squad, um, and at some point that's going to catch up with them. Yeah, it's interesting that Stuart, obviously we had him on the podcast, he's seen every side in the Championship, mm-hmm. close up and personal, understands the sides in the league, and I think he's absolutely right. I think looking at the sides you've got and the squad you've got, I think Dundee... You'd be disappointed if they never won that league. But there's a long way to go yet. Uh, Queen's Park will have something to say about that, as will Ayr. But I just think those two will fall short just. It'll be a fascinating playoff game. And obviously Queen's Park story continues to, to push on from where they were a few seasons ago on and off the pitch. And I think people are quite happy to see them doing well. Morton, for example, I had Morton finishing bottom two this mm. season. They've been a massive, massive shock. Uh, Duke Amy's done an amazing job at Capolo. And I really do hope that the Morton v Queen's Park game goes ahead. Yeah. Uh, Div, we spoke early in the season about the potential for draws in this league. I think, I don't know if you're still doing your five draws per end every week. <laughs> Can I, I think the last time I was on, I said, you've got to stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. But... Even I've got a bit sick of it, to be honest. Um, so I've kind of started maybe just picking three, uh, the three that I think are most likely. Even that's only come in twice this season, but uh, it, it will come in, but it's it's very hard to pick the three out of the five. Um, I mean, looking at this weekend, I think Dundee should have too much at home to Cove, um, and our both are still struggling a bit and Wraith are reasonable at home so I think I would rule those two out and go with the other three uh, if they're going to go ahead um, I think Partick Thistle Air should be a cracking game to be honest they are full of goals and Thistle still score plenty at home um, so I think that should be a belter and I think as Greg said Morton nine games unbeaten is unbelievable 
um, for them with the squad they've got and the budget they've got. They've, they're, they're massively punching above their weight. Queen's Park are having a great season, so that game should be a belter if it goes ahead. And then you got Hamilton and Inverness who are both struggling badly. Um, and Inverness seem to have a lot of injury problems at the moment. So that's my treble kind of Hollywood build uh, bet for the weekend is those three games to be draws. But I would wait and see what the the situation is on Saturday morning before I place that one. But a Hamilton to, to draw Inverness, Morton to draw the Queen's Park and Partick Air to be a draw. And that's a 37-1 belter. Yeah, I was going to say, this might be your best chance of a return. You've got to hope that two of them are off and the other one actually finishes up. <laughs> <after all. laughs> Anything for you standing out, Greg, in the Championship? Yeah, so a couple of games. Um, Morton v Queen's Park. This was shared on Sunday, I think, on the channel. Uh, I just think Queen's Park are overpriced in this match and members have definitely snapped, snapped up the early value in this game. So it's two bets that I've shared on the channel. And the, the second game is the Patrick the Sophie Air match, which probably says match of the day in the championship. Massive, massive game for Thistle. They simply cannot afford to lose this match. If they do, they go 10 points behind um, Air, I think it is. I think I said 12 earlier, I think it's 10. Still too big a gap to claw back, I think for me, especially with Dundee up there now as well. So in terms of this match it's, itself, Air um, goal machines, but concede quite a lot of goals as well. Just two clean sheets for Air. In 16 games, it's not often you see a side swashbuckling their way to the top of the league um, with no clean sheets. But they've seen, I think, 12 of their last 16 games now, over 2.5 goals. They've seen both teams score now in 12 of their last 16 games. And away from home, very, very entertaining. Uh, seven of their last eight games have all been over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. And on the back of that, they've actually shipped two or more goals in five of their eight away games. When you factor in Thistle's home form, they've scored two goals now in six of their last seven at home. So it's a very, very simple over 2.5 goals for me here. Fully expecting both sides to contribute. Uh, I think both teams will score. I cannot see Air keeping a clean sheet, but obviously with Akinyemi and others, they've got a very good chance of scoring against that. What you'd have to say is still quite a leaky Thistle defence. Yeah. And over 2.5 goals is a very strong uh, 17 to 20. Okay, let's hope it's for Hill for Thrills on Saturday. Let's, let's hope it's for Hill for a game of football and the game's actually <laughs> on for a start. Uh, okay, good stuff. As I say, we're going to just uh, leave League 1 and League 2 this week because we don't think there'll be many games go ahead there at all. So we'll wrap up there. Um, guys, can you just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend, starting with yourself, Greg? Yes, we're starting off with the early kickoff on Saturday, Aberdeen v Celtic, and I'm taking Aberdeen over four over 3.5 corners at 11 to 8 with Skybet. Um, moving into the three o'clock kickoffs, I'm taking Ross County most corners against St Johnston at even money, and in the Championship, I'm taking Patrick Thistle v Ayr over 2.5 goals at 17 to 20. And Dev. Okay, so the Pie and Bobble treble is three bet builders this week. Livingston v Dundee United, that's under three and a half match goals and over four Livingston corners, which is 1.86. Motherwell v St Martin, over one and a half match goals and St Martin over three corners. Uh, Ross County v St Johnson, under three and a half match goals. I'm so negative. Uh, <laughs> both teams to receive a card and over three Ross County Corners, that's 1.9. So I think the overall it's about just under 6 to 1 or something like that for the three. Um, and then we we punt in the live Saturday game. Penalty in the Aberdeen Celtic game is 2.62. 
and then the Hollywood Championship treble draws at Hamilton, Morton and Partick Thistle is 37 to 1. Boom. Should I also mention Hearts at 45? Hearts at 45 as well, yeah, but uh, that Kilmarnock record there puts me off. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> really, put, really put me off. I looked at it, I thought, oh, that's a big price. Um, but it is, a, it is, maybe we'll definitely want to add to Anarka, I think, but um, yeah, that's, it just puts me off so much when I see a record like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good stuff. Um, that's us for this week. Don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning eighty four Greg and at Pi and Bov. Uh, obviously, if you want to get involved in more chat about Scottish football, then join the forums at pieandbovel.com. And if you're not already a member of Greg's private channel, then check out his Twitter feed for details of how to subscribe. That's us for this week. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the World Cup final. Hope you enjoy the return of the Cinch Premiership. <laughs> and thanks very much for listening. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Cheers, guys. All the best.